Welcome to episode number 93 of the Keep Up Podcast. Where we spit out hot facts like, if you eat a human body, that's 100,000 calories. True. That's a true fact. Are you serious? I don't know how it's quantified. I don't know how people know that. And how can it always be the same? It must be based off of some number. If you eat a human body? A human body is what I heard. It must be an average human body. Can I ask you where you heard this? I was watching a YouTube video on the top 11 uh, biggest eaters in anime. <laughs> Wow, that I that went all kinds of directions I didn't expect it to. Yeah, so they tried to quantify each uh, like the biggest meals these characters had in their sh- respective shows. Of course. So, uh, like Goku, for instance, he okay. he exceeded over a hundred thousand. So the quick quip they made in it, it was like that's the same as a human body. And so I looked it up, and that's just like an average. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. A hundred thousand calories, or as you put it. A hot fact. A hot fact. We spit out hot facts. Spicy memes. Welcome to the Keep Up Podcast, where we're just we're just fans of things. Well, yeah, we like stuff. I was thinking about that. We're just people are like what do you, people are like what do you do? Just we're just fans of things. I always do. You ever feel weird talking about specific things that you're fans of? Like that what? you're a fan of? Like what? I don't know. Give me an example. Like like. Say you're talking to your friends and you just watched Sailor Moon. All right. So we're talking guilty pleasure kind of things. Uh, kind of, but more like just genres in general. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Because it depends who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, You know, I love new metal. Mm-hmm. Some people think that's stupid. Is that spelled N-U? Yeah. I learned that from you. And uh, you're On welcome. On podcast long ago. You're welcome. I'm going to say podcast number 43. I was... Wow. I'll go back and check. Yeah. I hope that's... <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember talking to someone, I think I've, I may have brought this up when it happened, but Mm -hmm. I was talking to someone and at the time I was talking about watching The Flash or no, maybe they brought up like, yeah, I know a lot of people are watching like those like superhero shows or whatever, like The Flash and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, nerds. (laughs) So you went along with them. I don't think I did. I I Mm -hmm. think I said, I think I... I did say like, oh yeah, I actually watched that, but I realized in the moment that like he didn't, and then I was fighting at the time to try to think of something I watched that wasn't superhero related, mm-hmm. and I just could come, up, <laughs> I couldn't come just... up with anything. <laughs> so like that's tough sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Anime is something that like if you don't get it, you don't get it. I wish more people watched anime because I would love to talk about anime with people. Yeah, well, I love... mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to catch up on there, but it's a lot of like cultural things that people don't get. Sure. You know, so it's, I feel like, I mean, there are a ton of people I know that love watching anime that I can talk to about it. Yeah. But I think it's because I'm so into Japanese culture that I want to talk about it a lot. And okay. like, you know, no one in the family watches anime, so I can't talk other than you, obviously. Yeah. And you're fun to talk to, but like. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, it's funny, like how sometimes you limit yourself to talking about certain things, even though you're like really passionate about it, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, all depends on the company. Like if you can't, if it's not, if the conversation is not going to go anywhere, that's one right. thing. Obviously you, you don't want to just pull up anime. Like if I bring up comic books and someone like rolls their eyes, like some people, like when I mention turtles and someone mm-hmm. gets it sick, it's ace. If I mention it and they're like, Oh, 
Yeah, Ninja Turtles. Like I, re- I remember that. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we're done. Like, <laughs> that's that's it. We're, that's that conversation. We're through. I got nothing else to talk about with you. That's a shame. Um, no, like if it, it it's, it, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it depends. It depends. On, I feel like you can tell where the, the depth of the conversation will go. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, but then guilty pleasures is a different thing because if you're like talking to someone about music. And you're trying to feel out like what they like and what they don't. Mm-hmm. And if you like a certain thing, they're going to be like, <laughs> then it's like, do you just not bring it up? Or right. is, it, is that the end of it? Or do you discuss the differences? Again, depends on the company. True. If you think you can have a, a level conversation mm-hmm. about what you like about a thing, that's beneficial for everybody. True. It enlightens people on what genres are good and not so good. Or what you might like about a genre that they hate. True. Or what... They think I'm missing out on by not listening to country. I don't know. Yeah, Missy Elliott. Yo, that Missy Elliott EP though. <sighs> yeah, as you guys can hear, Brett's still sick. Yeah, a week you re- later. You remember? <laughs> you remember from the last podcast? Uh, Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus. Also, I don't know what words came out, but I meant to say that Missy Elliott EP though. Yes. Did you listen to it? I didn't even know who's Missy Elliott. Wow. <laughs> You brought her up. <laughs> oh, it's a woman. Yeah. You don't know who Missy Elliott is? I mean, I might. <sighs> Work it. Girl. Okay. Work it, girl. Give it a twirl. Let's go. Can we go? We're going straight. Uh, let's hit TV real quick. Okay. Television. All right. I watched uh, an episode of Goosebumps the other day. Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. It was so funny. I'm, I'm trying to remember what I... I think I... Did I play a game or I watched something? I don't know. I I finished something and it was real late. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't know. I didn't feel like going to bed yet. So I was like, what can I watch that's... I don't feel like getting super involved in a movie or anything like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Didn't Tim say the Goosebumps were on here? And on Netflix, lo and behold, all the Goosebumps. And I saw Night of the Living Dummy. And I was mm-hmm. like, where the heck is the mask one? Yep. So I went down to the Haunted Mask because I'll never forget when that premiered. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to revisit it. And it, it and felt, that's in the special section, it's in by the, the way. special. Not I in any like, season. Right. I was mm-hmm. so confused because that's the first one that aired. Yep. I don't think the seasons aired or anything. I'm pretty sure that kicked off the series. So what's so weird about it is the series at first, I believe it was the first two seasons, were episodic. Like each episode uh, or like each episode was like 30 minutes. Sure. Um. And then once it became season three, I believe, each episode adopted the double spectacular hour-long episodes. Okay. So there was always a part one and part two that came out. Yeah. So The Haunted Mask was considered a special because it was an hour long before the series became normally an hour long. Did they play back-to-back, though? The episodes? Yeah. I think so. Which is such a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it was like, well... Why not just make it an hour-long thing? But the episode, I believe, ends. Doesn't it have, like, an ending point? (coughs) The Haunted Mask does, at least. Um, The first one... Maybe not. I don't think it does. It It might not. It could just be its own thing. has a... (coughs) Bless you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just has one of those uh, like awkward. There once was a commercial here fade outs. The, I love those. Those, <laughs> those are so. Those great. remind me of the good ah! old days. Like someone yelling <laughs> and the, the black fades to black, and then it comes back and they're either still screaming or, or it starts like it starts again. Yes. Like oh no, ah! here it goes. Oh no, ah! and then like this continues. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. Uh, it really, and I'll I'll talk about it every day of the week. That? Uh, yeah, no. Oh, it's all over my hands. Gross. Um, um, I love 
old commercials. 90s commercials and television is my bread and butter. Dude, you love bread and butter. I do love bread and butter. <laughs> but apart from my favorite foods, let's talk about the first episode. Because I talked about it on the podcast. You did. A while ago. I don't remember Yeah, I and I just, I just wanted to bring it up because, I, I mean, where else do I get to talk about this? And I... Um, I it's one that I have very particular memories of, even to the point where you have the mask from. Well, we have it over there. Yeah, but I want to look at it actually. Yeah. before I roll out tonight, it's it's still in pretty good condition. The only thing, and I don't know when this happened, it's ripped the rip in the, the yeah back. the back. Yeah. Um, but the mask itself is really like it's well designed. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, after seeing that, I would not want to just put it on. I know, like, right? Here I go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's super cool. It's uh. You know, it's goofy and the effects are silly, but it is uh, it, it is a kind of a fun watch. There are a couple things that are annoying, you know, mm-hmm. watching it as as an adult. And like one of the things that cracks me up throughout the whole thing is uh, I forgot this. But the way the kids say sorry <laughs> is infuriating. It's Canadian. I, is that what it is? I yeah, I believe the show was recorded in Canada. Okay. Um, and there are a lot of Canadian actors. So, so I couldn't tell if it was just like, are these kids overacting? But every time one of the kids says sorry, they mm-hmm. say they say sorry. Mm-hmm. And it gets worse throughout the show. It really starts like near the end, especially. Like you know? I swear it go like first it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, like by the end, it's like I'm sorry, and like n- I'm sorry. I'm like, why are they saying it like that? I don't like. I have Canadian friends. They don't say sorry like that. I I, I don't know why it's said like that, but that's it's just a Canadian thing. I'm, I guess I'm gonna ask some of my friends to mm-hmm. just apologize to me. Just see, say sorry see if it sounds that way. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I feel like I'm not even exaggerating. That's what it sounds like. No, it is very, and I laughed too when I heard it because oh, I was like, man. oh, that's Canadian it's, for sure. It's just so crazy, but but it stuck with me and it just mm-hmm. it brought me way back because i remember watching it and be like why the heck are they saying it like that? you've noticed that as a kid too? yeah yeah uh, yeah it, well it it's almost like uh like a song will get stuck in your head like mm-hmm. that sound like them saying it that way would stick out to me mm-hmm. from you know watching it over and over again and um it, it was funny it just brought me way back the the scene i forgot about how creepy it is that she carries a sculpt of her head on a stick mm-hmm and then uses a red ribbon to hang from it as if that's like blood. Which yeah. that It's funny because as a kid, I remember seeing her put the ribbon under the sculpt of her head and being like, I don't understand what that's doing. Is mm-hmm. that like holding it on there? Like it didn't compute as a kid. And then I was watching it the other day and I was like, oh, she's, yeah, yeah she's like making that look like blood, blood or whatever. Yeah. Clever. Um, and yeah, I just remember every scene. I remember her slowly like transforming into the monster and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i totally forgot about her like annoying monster voice that you know throughout it she's like <laughs> like a like, little uh, gremlin or yeah, something like oh, you're gonna get what's coming to you so uh i actually it's funny i stopped it um uh probably halfway through the second episode so i didn't get all the way to the oh, end oh you didn't yet. finish it i didn't finish it oh. <laughs> well because i what a buzzkill it, it got like it got super late, and I really just wanted to see. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, "I'll just start this." And but the truth um, is, you just got really scared. I was very scared. Yeah, I mean, the part when <laughs> bless you, all the masks come alive. See, Did I you... didn't get there yeah, yet, but I know, on. I know that that's what I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. But the kids in the graveyard, that scene's actually pretty cool when mm-hmm. she finds them. This is, <laughs> dude, you gotta. Uh, Gotta have a new nose, I think. This is the worst. This is worse than the coffee god episode was. <laughs> it um, is constant. 
So, yeah, I mean, that scene when she finds the two kids who bully her, mm-hmm. and I forgot about the worm sandwich. Yes. And this, it's just, listen, you know, this is one of those things I would love to have the ability to wipe my mind of the memory of it and mm-hmm. just watch it and see how what it's like to watch it. Like, <coughs> bless you, at the age you're at now? Yeah. Yeah, and just see if you would even like it, or what I'm do you sure, mean? Like, I just, what is what is that like? Like, of course, it's... It's bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. You know, like, it's... I don't know. I Like, I, I... Part of me wants to be like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to... Like, is it fun to watch it? But it's not. That's a stupid question. It's mm-hmm. only fun to watch because of nostalgia. I think so. I mean, I've watched episodes that I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, because I know I haven't seen all the episodes. Like, sure. one I did not remember for the life of me was the um, Terror... Not Terror Tower. Um, The other one. The Monster... Uh, Horrorland. The Horrorland. Yes. The, yeah. Um, theme park one. Yes. And that one, uh, even, like, not remembering a thing about it, I thought it held up pretty well. Do you think that's because you have the context of, like, what Goosebumps is, though? I think so. Yeah. I think I understand it to be a little campy and you know it's got that 90s flair and it's it's scarier than most television most scary television now like i would say well not television i meant like kids show (laughs) scarier than haunting of hill house american horror story (laughs) got everything it it has from goosebumps but yeah no i think it's definitely that nostalgic charm you know i it's that nostalgic yeah yeah that is (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i think that that helps me along to enjoy these episodes more yeah which Um, is kind of like i think that's a that's a that's a gift to a degree to be mm -hmm. able to enjoy certain things that are just like it's like silly but that i don't know everybody's got that stuff you know Mm -hmm. from their childhood and things like that and it's kind of fun i i was looking through them and i was like yeah i definitely have only seen like a few, like yeah. three or four, maybe. There was there. Uh, we had a, a few of them on VHS, and so we would watch those on repeat, similar with yeah. like Pokemon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the biggest one I remember is the Night of the Living Dummy mixed, the dummy. Uh, mixed with the uh, old one, where the the kids uh, eat prune cookies and become super old. Um, oh, I don't remember that one. That one, that was like it was always Night of the Living Dummy. I don't remember which one, just one of them. Uh, I think it was Night of the Living Dummy three. And then the cookie one. And these guys, their kids, they get old because they eat the cookies. And then their aunt is trying to sell them to these other two old ladies to get married mm. to. Um, and then they eat baby food to become young. <laughs> um, it's a pretty goofy episode. Dude, my, but That's so funny. I, I, mine's the dummy in the mask like all yeah. day. And then, you know, it was crazy. I was scrolling through the episodes. There's just one screenshot of a mom and a dad with like vampire teeth mm-hmm. and that brought me way back dude i felt like i went through a portal because i, I actually read that book in school what was it it Which was one um was it? <sighs> it's i can tell you the whole story it was a librarian he was a monster don't invite the monster for dinner or something something like that okay um, that sounds familiar because then he comes to like eat them and then they're all vampires oh, so they that's eat him right. yeah Dude, because I have... Okay. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah, this yeah. is like... All right, remember how you were talking about like people trying to unveil these things that they have in their head? Yeah, yeah. They can't remember is that what, what just happened? Like yes, it unlocked? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I've had this thing in my head since whenever the hell that came out. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I kept thinking it was like this 
sci-fi original, like on the sci-fi channel. So you, okay, like a Twilight Zone episode yeah, or something? Yeah, but I couldn't remember what it was, and it mm-hmm. feel, in my head, I have this uncomfortable feeling about how scary it was to me as a kid, mm-hmm. and like it was something I shouldn't have been watching, and like, I have this whole scenario about it and mood around it in my head. It is a really dark episode. The Girl Who Cried Monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me show you the cover, because that'll probably, did you read the book or just watch the episode? I can't remember which books I've read. Yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn, I want to read these. It's a good, really good story. Give but me all your goosebumps. All of them. So what just flushed through your head? Like, that, so that that story. The fact that you remembered it? I Yeah, I remember the whole, the whole concept. And then that, that still shot, which is just like the thumbnail for the episode on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. the thing. And But I didn't remember everything you just said about like the monster coming over and the twist of the family at the end and stuff yeah. like that. But that screenshot, like I remember the cut, like the hues, the backlighting in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that coloring and the parents. And I remember it making me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch that episode. Yeah, that's, it's, that's it's so a good funny. episode, good story, all around like one of the best. I just did not realize it was a goosebumps. Like I don't, mm-hmm. re- that's the piece that was missing. Missing. Was like, where, where was I watching that? that? Hands down is my favorite feeling in life. Like uh, roller coasters, <laughs> eating delicious food, that's all good. <laughs> but once you unlock the secrets of the yeah. past of your brain, <laughs> the secrets of the past, it's dude. like the top tier feeling. It's top, wonderful. Top feeling emotion because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things in my head that I barely like. The biggest one was um, uh, Ranma and. Kimba at the end of Pokemon. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. Because I saw those commercials 150 times, and not once did I know what they were. Right. You know, just as a kid, I listened to the music and uh, music. I, I um, listened to the music. music. Um, but then, you know, through my travels of YouTube, I was like, oh, let's watch the commercials at the end of Pokemon. And then I heard the music for Ranma and uh, uh, Kimba, and I was like, <gasps> oh my god! And it just like exactly what just happened to you. I felt like my life it's was perfect. Such, yeah, it's such a funny feeling, mm-hmm. man. So and but I'm nervous. I'm gonna run out of stuff i'll find you know like i i feel like nostalgia like i'll run out of nostalgia juice i've i so i will say that is a, a bummer of a feeling because i've gone through nostalgic periods of time with like a band mm-hmm. so i go through and i'm like oh, i'm gonna listen to all their albums and then like i get to the last one and i'm like damn that's all of that's them. it but then i think that's a uh you know a perk to nostalgia is you won't listen to them now for like 10 years and then you'll go back you go and back you and ha- totally. like it'll refill you go through cycles i definitely yeah. do yep me too um so that's funny that's uh, yeah that's cool i might mm-hmm. have to put that episode on tonight yeah it's good that's so cool um actually oh you know what i think uh i think i remember what i had watched prior to that mm-hmm. uh let's go to movies okay Ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. Dude, all right, less less sneezes in this section. Less, <laughs> that's the promise. I think this episode is going to go down in history as the sneeze episode. If I sneeze once, then it's a curse. Oh, man. All right. So um, I think I lied, and I just wanted a good segue. I don't think this is what I watched before Goosebumps the other night. But uh, one one movie I did watch, mm-hmm. uh, I watched a movie called 47 Meters Down. Bam, bam. I was in the mood for a horror movie, but I couldn't figure out what genre of horror I wanted. I think I was on Hulu, and I just went to movies A to Z, and it started with numbers. You didn't go by genre? Uh, I went to genre. I went to horror, and then A to Z. Okay, I was like, you just went to A to Z looking for a horror movie? (laughs) Gonna have a hard time there. You're like, yeah, they have interfaces for this. <laughs> it's like, there's, dude, there's, you can use the internet. There's a thousand ways, not just, oh, yes, not Atlantis. Just and, 
They've solved this problem for situations like this. Oh shoot. Yeah. So I um I I went to horror and I was like A to Z, whatever. So I found 47 meters down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll I'll try this. This is like in between. And before I even get into the movie. In between what? This is my question. <laughs> okay. Is a shark movie a horror movie? Yeah. Part two of this question. Aside from Jaws, are there good <laughs> shark movies? I mean I know we like them. But are there any good shark movies, or are Aside we just fooling Jaws. ourselves? Um. All right. I'll list some. Let me argue Deep Blue Sea. Please argue. Okay, this one is the first <laughs> one that comes up with everybody. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Got, Samuel L. Jackson. Got a lot of stars. Yeah. I think what it does best is go against the typical formula of, for a, sh- a shark movie. Well, that and just movies in general. Okay. Like there's spoilers for Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. There's the part where Samuel L. Jackson's given a big speech yeah. and the shark comes and takes him, eats right. him, you know? And like that's funny. That's a good it's scene. It's really funny. Now, to get both a scary shark movie and a good shark movie, I don't think will happen other than Jaws. I think they nailed it with Jaws. Jaws is just a great movie. Because the only other ones I can think of are Sharknado. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's an obvious the fart Meg, noise. which I haven't seen. I haven't seen, but that's got Jason Statham and a prehistoric shark. I can't imagine it's amazing. Well, that's the thing; <laughs> they're all just like, how do we make sharks ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. For the the majority, have you ever seen Open Water? Yes, and that was really good. okay. I haven't now, seen Open Water. Yes, that was probably. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was probably one of the scarier movies. I saw it when I was younger. Um, one of the scarier water-themed movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, because the concept of it is... Do you know anything about it? Well, I know, like, to a degree. It's almost like what I would consider an isolation movie, where the whole exactly. thing takes place in this one spot. Yeah, they go scuba diving. It's a husband and wife, and they're like, oh, let's go on a fun summer uh, trip or whatever. And so they go scuba Joke's di- on them. <laughs> <laughs> they get stuck in the water, and uh, they're there, like, for days and days, starting to freeze and everything. And then near the end of the movie, the sharks show up, and things go good things or happen. bad, depending on how... It goes. Yeah. If you like, <laughs> if you want the sharks to win or the humans to win, good or bad. One or the other. Happens. What? Yes. Um, but that is, yes, that is a good, but it's, I wouldn't consider that a shark movie because the sharks aren't in it until near the end. Okay. And they're not, it's not the focus of the movie. Okay. It's them surviving in the water. Is that movie a horror movie? No. Okay. Um, have you seen The Reef? No, I haven't. Okay, me neither. That's the one with Blake Lively. That looked pretty good. Is that the one where she gets bitten by a shark? Oh, wait. I did see that one. Yeah? Yeah, where she's stuck on the rock and yeah, the sharks. I'm pretty yeah, pretty sure. That was really good. That, in my mind, was better than 47 Meters Down. Was it a horror Jeez, movie? I forgot I saw that one. Um, More of a thriller. Okay, I think shark movies are thrillers. I don't even know if Jaws is a horror movie. Yeah, Jaws. I would, yeah, I would classify it because it's the idea of these, of being hunted. And right. that could be inherently scary, like if you look at Halloween. They're being hunted for a right. good chunk of the movie. But I think because it's an animal hunting, it's an animal hunting a human, it becomes more of a thriller. Right. Because I don't know. I don't know why it becomes that, though. I don't know either. But you do, like, do you or do you not associate most, like, shark movies with, like, like in the genre, the genre of horror? Like Jaws it, is considered a horror, and that's I personally wouldn't, but that's because I saw it way way past, you know. Like sure. So to me, it never was a horror. But it, like, even when that came out, like 
that was a horror. Like it made people leave the theater and not go into the ocean for months, right. you know, um, because it had such an impact. And like you put that next to like a Halloween or mm-hmm. you know a Friday the Thirteenth, and I will comparable say movie. It does have two good jump scares though. It's got scares. It's got um, blood. Mm-hmm. Is that what a horror movie is? I don't scares and blood. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so forty seven meters down, mm-hmm. I. I put it on because I was in the mood for a horror movie, but couldn't decide a genre. Mm-hmm. But I knew going in, I was like, I don't really know if these are horror movies or not. And that I also was like, is this movie just going to blatantly suck? I will say a lot of tension. This this movie pulls you into kind of an isolation theme, too, because mm-hmm. uh, basically they set up some kind of like bogus story about Mandy Moore's boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> and uh, then... The- <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Cut highlight. Uh, turn up the volume. I was watching. It didn't. That's me <coughs> laughing. That could potentially be the fart right there. Oh, that'll be in there. That, <laughs> yeah. If not, you'll put in your own sound effect. Be, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that fart can represent the uh, the storyline <laughs> in forty seven meters weak. down. Um, now there's the main plot point at the beginning, which is like. Something bad happens in a relationship and whatever. Like, whatever. They need some kind of story, I guess. There's one other time in the movie where they try to force in some story mm-hmm. that literally does not matter at all. There's no reason for them to even be having a conversation about what they're talking about. It's just silly. Especially because their oxygen's going down. Yeah. Stop <laughs> having that conversation. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so basically, Mandy Moore's character and... Uh, I forget the other actress, uh, but they... They uh, are in Mexico, I believe, on vacation. They meet a couple guys, and they go out to do uh, go diving in a shark cage. And uh, it's this whole like back and forth between the two. Uh, the, oh, they're sisters. I, I don't know if I said they're Mandy friends. Mandy Moore but and Claire Holt. Claire Holt, okay. Uh, but it's Lisa and Kate are the characters. Yeah, so they're sisters. They're, they're out there, and um, uh, Mandy Moore's uh, character, who is Lisa, I believe, mm-hmm. is uh, she's like, I don't know if I, we should do this, blah, blah, blah. They get out on the boat. The um, the cage is all rusty, and they're scared to go in. But the two guys that they met, they go in first, mm-hmm. and everything goes great. And then... And uh, uh, may I add that this is not like an official anything. These are just like two guys who are like, just two guys who let's have, go. Yeah, they have a friend who has a boat and a cage, yep. and this is like a thing that they go out and do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go out to the middle of the ocean, and... And um, they they go down in the cage, and the cage uh, cable snaps, mm-hmm. and it drops them in the bottom of the motion. Wow! What the <laughs> the, the bum me motion? <laughs> bum? It was it bum me motion? <laughs> and it dropped in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> so <laughs> that was awesome. I can't Shoot, wait to hear that. That's one. That's a good one. And it dropped in the bottom of the ocean. Um, ocean. Now I will say it it, it drops them down there. It's dark. That's scary. Mm-hmm. The oxygen thing. They also do this thing where, like, they're just out of range of the radio communication. Of course, of course. So mm-hmm. they, do they? They can barely see around them. So they are they slowly go. being pushed towards an edge too? They are not. Okay, no. I'm thinking of something else. Then. Yeah, that wasn't an aspect of it, but mm-hmm. it was. It was mainly the the ways that they build tension is their uh, oxygen tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're losing. They're losing oxygen. They can't make a break for the surface without stopping for five minutes halfway and going very slowly. Otherwise, they'll get the bends, which mm-hmm. is, uh, what was it? Uh, it's like ocean that, madness. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> That's what I associate it, it with. It, uh, 
uh, I think, I don't want to say the wrong, is it like nitrogen bubbles or something rushes to your brain and will kill you Mm -hmm. if you ascend too quickly. Um, And they are just out of range of radio communication. So one of them has to leave um, and go swim up into the darkness a little bit to try to get some radio communication. And then the sharks show up and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So overall, it's pretty tense. I enjoyed it. I found myself a few times being like a... Uh, like scrunched up. Uh, yeah. Like, eh, eh, <laughs> like that. Like I can't, yeah. like that's the noise it would make. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a clenching the teeth. Like, uh. So, um, you know, I enjoyed it in that right, that it made me feel that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, there's one, there's kind of a twisty reveal at the end that mm-hmm. is kind of cool, but I also kind of saw it coming a mile away because of the way that they set it up. Yep. Um, and yeah, th- with one of the themes being that their whole, they're, the whole time they're losing air. At one point, they have a conversation where Lisa's like, Kate, you were always the fun one. And like, of course, I was jealous of you and blah, blah, or something like that. And I'm like, what are we, guys, <laughs> it's been an hour and 15 minutes. There's 20 minutes left in the movie. Like, I don't care about this. Just go and either die or survive. Right. Like, just put, fight the sharks or like do whatever you're going to do, but don't have this conversation right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the tension was there and it made me feel some things. And mm-hmm. I was, I was scared of what was going to happen. Um, yeah, I think as far as shark movies go, it was pretty well done. Yeah. Because you could either go one extreme to like Sharknado and make it stupid, nuts. Completely ridiculous. Yeah. Or you can go like Jaws and make it kind of like a good, yeah. just a good movie, you know? Yeah. And and that's how I felt. The good, it was more towards Jaws. Like it was good. It was entertaining. It wasn't like the sharks weren't too ridiculous. Right. Um, maybe the number of sharks, but they kind of explained that sure. in a way. And like that one, I haven't seen in a long time, but I do remember when I saw Deep Blue Sea, the CGI was very disappointing yes. upon revisiting. I think at the time it was like right in the middle. It was campy and dumb and funny like Sharknado, but also like a little scary like Jaws. Yeah. It was um, almost it was almost more of like an action movie. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but. Yeah, so there's a there's a new 47 meters down mm-hmm. uncaged coming out pretty looks soon. Looks pretty good. It actually does look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just got it me might thinking. Be out was, already. Actually. Oh yeah, let's let's take a look. Let's take a uh, look. It got me thinking. Like, are there actually good shark movies, or are they just like a trope at this point? Like, just this thing that I think it already c- came out, but yeah, came and gone. Um, shark movies. Are there good shark movies? I do want to see the Meg, but the is Meg, that yep. just because it's ridiculous? Um, yes. <laughs> I think that's the, like, Jason Statham, I'll see anything with with him in it. Um, and granted, I haven't seen The Meg yet, but I want, I'm, like, I didn't hear anything bad about it. Yeah, I mean, well, that's probably because it's exactly what everyone thinks it's going to be. Yes, I don't think it's going to be surprising at all. Yeah. Um, so just going through shark movies, um... <laughs> About ninety percent of them. So we got Sharknado three. Yep. Three headed shark attack. Yep. Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Of course. Avalanche sharks. What? Those are sharks on a mountain. Oh wow. I hate how literal that title is. The snow will ru- run red with blood. That's a that's a movie title. Yep. Mega Shark versus Colossus, but Colossus is spelled with a K. Oh, gross. Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of just two-headed shark attack. Remember three-headed shark? Oh, yeah. This was the prequel. Of um, course. Ghost Shark 2, Urban Jaws. Oh, good. There's a first one. Atta- Urban Jaws? <laughs> That's what it's oh, called. my gosh, dude. What? Attack of the Jurassic Shark. 
Um, Find me a copy of Ghost Shark <laughs> 2 Urban Jaws. As it's got a 3.1. Uh, Out see. of what? Uh, 10. Okay. Mayor Brody hires an expert shark hunter to track down and eliminate a deadly ghost shark. <laughs> Mayor Brody? <laughs> Mayor Brody. Isn't that the dude's name in Jaws? <laughs> yeah, um, he's Chief Brody. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as far as sand sharks, there's just swamp shark. <laughs> oh, no, dude, stop. Sharktopus. Yeah, Sharktopus is a classic. Oh, there's snow shark. So we had an avalanche, and now we got snow shark. I can't. Anyways, all that. that being said, shark movies at this point are pure comedies. Yeah. But there was, and now we're getting into more, like, better shark movies. There was the shallows, which that that wasn't the reef. That's a cert, that's a different one. Oh, that might be the one I was thinking of. Is Blake Lively in the shallows? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why when you said the reef, it didn't sound familiar to me. Because there's another one called the reef right here, and I, I don't know. Is that, that newer? Uh, the reef came out in 2010. The reef was good. Or no, the shallows was good. The shallows was good. Yep. Then there was like Soul Surfer, but that's more of like a drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Shark Tale. Is great with Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here, dude. That's a classic. All right, I gotta stop looking at these. The reef is like Finding Nemo. Come on. All right, Tim, we're moving on. Are we talking about water movies? Night of the Sharks. Oh please, get that... out of here. Tell me it's zombie sharks. No, vampire sharks. Oh god, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this anymore. Oh, still oh, waters man. run deep, dark, and deadly. I. No, I'm done. Night of the Sharks. Anyways, uh, shark movies, yeah, they're funny. That's I don't think they can be scary They anymore. are funny. Um, okay, so the other half of 47 Meters Down, how do you feel about these isolation movies, i.e. Phone Booth, Buried, um, 47 Meters Down? <laughs> <laughs> like these movies that take place in just one spot. Yes. Um, I would say good. <laughs> Largely, I enjoy them. Yeah, phone booth I think is fantastic. Like just your examples, buried with Ryan Reynolds, which yeah. I feel like that's more of a sleeper hit. I don't know if a lot of people saw that one. I don't know either, but it's the whole thing takes place in one in shot, a, like a much. coffin, yeah. pretty much. Um, it's but it's great. It's really good, and Ryan Reynolds kills it. Um, yeah, no, they're really good. What was the other one with um, the guy where he gets his arm stuck in the rock? One hundred twenty-seven <laughs> hours. Days? Yeah, hours. <laughs> it can't be days. It'll yeah. be dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 147 um, hours. 127. 147 meters down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um, that one was really well done. Um, you know, very intense, <clears throat> intense, and I think when they're based off a real story, it kind of adds like a level of 127 hours. Yeah, uh, adds a level of uh, interest. I guess it makes it more fascinating. Yeah, when for you're sure. like someone actually went through this. Obviously, it's like kind of dramatized for the movie and stuff. But nope. Um, yeah, so I like isolation movies for sure. I agree. And I think... I that think, you do. <laughs> thanks for agreeing with <laughs> awesome, my man. taste. With you. Um, I don't think they could be comedies. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. Let's write a comedy that takes entire takes place entirely in one place. What about Biodome? Is that a nice <laughs> isolation movie? I've never seen it, but... <clears throat> Bro, you never seen Biodome? No! You're a tiny baby. <laughs> Biodrome? Um, Did you want to talk about that other movie we both saw? <sighs> Or we can just jump right into our next category. Ooh, uh, yeah, next category. We're going to save okay. that one. Cool. Video games. Okay, so last episode, I mentioned both of these games, but I didn't really go into them. So, what I'm going to talk about real quick is Outlast. 
I know I've brought it up for like 13 episodes in a row. But I just want to tell you outlast. about the the terrifying fear of a glitch that I had while playing this game. Oh. As if the game wasn't scary enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do. Uh, I'll wrap it up real quick. Loved the game. The ending threw me for a loop. Did not see it going the way that it goes. Yes. Um, definitely goes off the rails. And I will say the the first half of the game is definitely scarier than the latter half. Um, yes. We did briefly touch upon that. Like as you get used to the layout of the game, mm-hmm. um, I think the tension eases up a little bit. But there are some scenes, like there, particularly one in the courtyard outside, that is like really, really intense. And <sighs> and and right after that, yes, wh- yeah. Poop my pants. Yeah, man. Um, that uh. it 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 does build to a couple scenarios where you, regardless of how long, like how deep you are into the game, like they still build these just these nightmare situations. So, mm-hmm. um, great game all around. I I've talked to multiple like horror game fans about it since I've beaten it, and it largely just recognizes one of the best horror games. Like it's just mm-hmm. a really really cool game. So yeah. Um, Crazy finale, all that stuff. I got to this one portion of the game mm-hmm. where I figured out there were two guys I had to get away from. And I had you have to go into multiple rooms and get fuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to get fuses for this door to unlock the door and get the key that is like being held by a dead guy or something like that. I forget. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's one of these situations where when you go in the room and grab the fuse, there's a guy in that room and then he wakes up or recognizes you're there and he starts chasing you. Mm -hmm. So you have to run back to the main room and put the fuses in before the guy catches you and slices you up. Mm -hmm. So I I was doing this over and over and over again because I kept getting hacked up. I could not get back to the damn fuses. Mm -hmm. So I finally get around this guy who's chasing me. I have all the fuses. I go back and I hear him coming after me. Like again, if, if uh, you're just tuning in from last time, mm-hmm. uh, I, I play with headphones on <laughs> so I freak. can hear, I can hear this guy running from behind me. And, uh, I, I, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to try to pop these fuses in real quick, grab the key, whatever. So I pop the fuses in, I see the door open mm-hmm. and I get killed and I'm like, okay, Damn it. Yeah, I'm going to have sucks. to go do the fuses again, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the game, uh, you know, slowly fades in. I walk over to the door. The door's open. There's nothing in it. And like, I'm like, oh, God. Like a the black key's gone. Room? It's just, yeah, it's just black. It's okay. like, now when I say door, it's like a dumbwaiter door, mm-hmm. like this little, a uh, little like cage door. Yeah. But I look and I'm like, the key's gone. So the body's gone. The key's uh-huh. gone. It's just black. The door's open. The fuse is already there. Okay. So I'm like, where the hell did the key go? So mm-hmm. I don't have the key. I'm looking all over the ground. I'm like, great. This is friggin' adventure time all over again. <laughs> I don't even remember if I ended up telling that story on the it podcast or not. It might have been lost on the podcast but, past. Yeah, so I, I don't remember. But basically, like... <laughs> adventure I, time. I, <laughs> I don't think I ended up telling it on the podcast. You did. I mean, I know it. that I yeah. did, but I think that was the really good one that Yeah, and I think you just ended up skipping it because it was too many weeks. It was weeks. a long time ago. Long story short, Brett got wicked, super glitched in Adventure Time and couldn't progress through the game. Right. And what ended up happening? You did a bunch of missions. I was about to completely delete the game mm-hmm. and reinstall it so I could start from the beginning. 
And I was like, oh, I'll try it one more time. And I went over and it glitched in reverse and put me where I needed to be. Where, which is amazing. Yeah, like, amazing. It was the maybe one of the best feelings I've ever had. Because you were had. texting me about it and you're like, how can I fix this? And yep. I was like, maybe you could. You would need a physical copy of the game and like yep. do it without an update. There was a million different methods, but it all resulted. It didn't work out. But. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to delete the game, mm-hmm. reinstall it, start from scratch. I'd, I was seven hours deep. Like, no. so ridiculous. But mm-hmm. then it reverse glitched. And you're good. Somehow, and then it beat the game. So now you're on a new glitch in Outlast. So this is, I'm having flashbacks, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, PTSD about glitches. I'm like, where the hell is this key? Like, I'm near, I've got to be getting closer to the end of the game. And that's when you do not want to replay, like. No, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to just speed run this thing. Too like, I, I, Yeah. So uh, I'm looking around everywhere. I'm literally freaking out. I'm mm-hmm. like, this sucks. Like, are you serious? Because I thought I unlocked it. I I was supposed to grab the key and then the guy killed me at just a time where the game was like, oh, saved. He unlocked it, whatever. And then yep. I went back and everything was gone. Turns out the key drops into a floor below you and you just have to go downstairs and get it. Oh, so you did some exploring and found it. Yeah, exploring on the internet. Oh, <laughs> so you just pulled up I a guide up, or whatever. And you're I like, looked up dumbwaiter key glitch because mm-hmm. I was like, maybe someone else has like had this and they figured out how to do it. Yeah. And the first thing I came up was like, go down to the laundry room and that's where the key is. So I just didn't get to see that animation where you on you add the fuses and you open the door and everything drops. Yeah. Because I got killed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a glitch. So it just did what it was supposed it to. It did what it was supposed to do. I went and got the key and you didn't look under his hand and see like a hole there or anything. There's there's like nothing there. It's just like like when it when it opens. What do you mean? Look under whose hand? I thought the guy has the key, right? That was in, like shoved in the dumbwaiter. Oh, I thought a guy was holding onto it. The guy was holding the fuses. No, the key. But when you open when you open the, uh, I think it was a guy. Maybe that was a different one. But either way, when you when you put the fuses in, when you open the door, mm-hmm. everything just drops. Oh, to the okay. next level. I see, I see, yeah. But I didn't get to see that because mm-hmm. I was like, fuse, fuse, fuse. And then I got killed. Like, cut. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I, I like how you play the save. game. You're like, let me do something and then die. Yeah, and then I died. So, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I was stoked that wasn't a glitch. Yes. Went through, beat that game. Great game. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I mentioned um, on the last episode was Layers of Fear. Yes. Um, we have discussed the game before, but um, again, be- because I played Blair Witch, I wanted to play that one, who is also by Bloober Team, mm-hmm. just to kind of compare. Very, very similar um, to the elements in both games are shockingly similar, if you really think about it. Like yes. the, the continued repetition of levels and mm-hmm. the regeneration of rooms, but in different um, states of being more mm-hmm. decayed, things like that. Um, the character with a mental illness whose story is slowly unveiled throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those elements are present in both layers of fear and Blair Witch. Yes. Um, uh, there are moments I had forgotten that there's actually a way to die in layers of fear. Mm-hmm. One moment in particular I got not, there's not many though. No, there are, there really aren't, but it's kind of PT. Yes. And I didn't like, I didn't realize it. Because so it's the part, I think I was telling you about it. You like look down a hallway and you see a monster down there. Yeah. And so, you can, I believe it's turn left or like go a different direction. Okay. So right after I talked to you, I got mm-hmm. to that point. Yeah. You're walking down a hallway and you see the ghost walk across the hallway. Mm-hmm. And at that point you notice on the wall, it says, ignore her. So if you walk straight and mm-hmm. don't follow her, you live. Oh, but 
However, my advice said go to go left, yes. <laughs> but I ignored your advice the Thank first you. time. Good, good. But the second time you see her mm-hmm. now, one of my favorite things about this game that I think is one of the coolest things maybe I've ever seen in a game. It's just mm-hmm. smart. It's just very like artistic. Yeah. Is the mechanic of walking into a room, having it be a dead end. And as you just turn around, the room changes. Yes. That is one of the coolest thing. Like this game has like top notch ratings across the board, if not for just that, because mm-hmm. it's just so cool. Yeah. And, um, there was one moment, a really dark hallway, where I saw the ghost like doing her creepy, twitchy thing mm-hmm. down the hallway. Yep. But I didn't see anywhere else to go. And being an idiot, I didn't turn around. Mm-hmm. So she's down the end of this hallway, but it's pitch black. Yeah. Like it's not one of those rooms with like a little bit of candlelight. Mm-hmm. So I just cringed my cringiest cringe yep. and just held forward and oh. walked into the darkness. Uh-huh. And it was literally just waiting for her to kill me. Yeah, that was it. And she killed me. Did you get an achievement? I did, yeah. Okay. Yep. You get one for dying. I know you mentioned you get one for not dying. I as think, well. that, uh, yeah, I think there was one. Yeah. Um, so two, two things about this game other mm-hmm. than like overall really, really cool experience. Yeah. It might be, I don't know. I honestly think that and Blair Witch are, I would say neck and neck. Yeah. I think really my, are. my biggest gripe with layers of fear, like I really love the art direction of it because that means like the horror aspects can be very, um, what's the word? Like, uh, abstract you sure. know there's there's a ton of just like random very demonic looking art pieces just around yeah. the whole, like every environment i love the art theme yeah. yeah and like some of it is clear as day like terrifying looking men and others are like you know faces that are melting almost yeah and, like there's just like a great variety of that but i don't like how the story is told mostly through reading like uh, yeah. collectibles <clears throat> and i know that's a big thing with horror games and the same i would say would be applied to blair witch Yes. But a lot more of the story is told through like cutscenes and like like just the game itself. Yes. So by the, end, that. by the end of Layers of Fear, yeah, I got the broad story, but I feel like there's a lot of elements I oh, didn't get. A hundred percent. That is my mm-hmm. biggest gripe, is it ended and I have no idea what the hell happened. Yeah, like I, I get generally what happened, but even then I had to like look it up and confirm that what I thought was at least what people assumed. Well, yeah, I mean, there's some, you know that there's an element of fire, you mm-hmm. know that you're a drunk, yep. you know that there's, you have a limp, mm-hmm. you know that there, that's another really cool aspect of the yeah. game. That was um, when we did the Let's Play, I was like, you notice he has a limp? That's right, it, it yeah, that's it right. Because it was cool. It was, oh, that's what it was, it was the Let's Play we did. Yeah. I was trying to figure out why so much of it seemed familiar to me. Mm-hmm. We, we probably got through like half the game. I would think so. We got um, pretty far. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that was my biggest gripe, is I really wanted to... I was kind of anxious, especially with the elements of how you complete the painting. Yes. Like, how are they not going to specify, like, who all that stuff belonged to? I Well, at the end of the game, I think it's explained, right? It wasn't for me. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but we'll we'll talk about it after, because... All right. Um, Cause I mean, it- it's been out for a while, but I don't I don't want to spoil it because it's kind no. of you know. And the second one's out, and, right? You know, um, but, but I, yeah, that's what I understood what those were. Okay. Um, generally, but um, but yeah, you need most of the collectibles, and they're like kind of hidden, and you have to like yeah go out of your way. Like it's not easy to get the whole story. I know. I think I, <coughs> which I think kind of it kind of drags on it because it's like it's got a cool story. I think I found like three photos. Yeah. I found a good amount of the rat sketches, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Overall, <clears throat> excuse me. Overall, 
great art direction, great, great game, mm-hmm. a really cool experience, but it does suffer from, you know, I say suffer, but it's obviously just a, a, a decision made by the developers from that sort of like forced multi playthrough um, to get multiple endings and more of the story and things mm-hmm. like that. There is a DLC for it as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it, but yeah, I didn't play it either, but um, that, that sounds interesting because it's a different character from the same family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, overall, like I said, a great experience, but I know you mentioned like when you were playing Blair, Witch, at some point you were like, okay, like I get it. I've mm-hmm. done this kind of game before. There was like a a similar thing with this, specifically with the story. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've heard, I've seen stories told this way where you're getting bits and pieces here and there. But at some point, like, I'm really enjoying the game and the experience and the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I would love to just know what happened here. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great game. Play Layers of Fear if you like uh, horror or just interested in like an artistically put together game. It's really, really great. Yeah. Um, and speaking of PT, you put something in the note about PT. What are you I talking did. about? So recently, um, there was uh, a guy was just like data mining PT, and he did this thing where he took the camera away from the character. Um, and what he found out is that Lisa is constantly connected to the character in the back. Shut up. The entire playthrough, she is on you from the second you start until you end. She is on top of the character. Um, and I guess there are random elements that make her like, uh, appear or breathe or like if you look in a mirror and you see her like that's her behind you so she's on you the whole game and people are freaking out as am I like imagine going through this whole game and she has been connected to you the whole time how did he pull the camera off the character I don't understand how you can do that uh, it's just like modding whatever like people do it with all the games they can get because now um, because it's like a, a game that's not on the store anymore people have like downloaded it to the computer and kind of opened it up and did stuff like that um, so yeah, he put the camera on a third person perspective and when he pulled out, she was sitting there right on top of your character. Can you see that somewhere? I haven't seen a picture of it yet. He just talked about it. It might be, there might be a video footage or something. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, so that was programmed in like Kojima put that. Yes. He made it. So, uh, you had the element, like, that's why you see her shadow at times because it's like, okay, you're at this point, turn on the shadow. And instead of designing just the shadow, they just have her with the shadow effect. Um, Yo, that dude is a genius. How scary is that? That's terrifying. Even this far. So she's on you the whole time. And, you know, there are parts where, like, you'll go through the hallway and she's at the end of the hall. I don't know if she's attached to you at that point. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, she's there with you the rest of the time. Oh, my God. That's so... I hate it. I hate it. Like, how can this monster torment me more? More! I know! How can this, like, 30-minute demo be the scariest game in history? uh, And... I thought of this the other day. It's genius what happened to the game because it's going to be an urban legend in like 10 years because nobody can get it. They removed it from the store. The game got canceled. So like 10 years from now, when people are like looking back at games, they're like, did you hear the story about PT? Yeah, there was this like horror game that got removed because it was too scary. Like, I feel like there's going to be urban legends and stories. And like, man, it's going to it's going to be an urban legend game because you can't get it. That is that is. But it's so perfect. Nothing is is more fitting for this horrifying game than for it to be a horror uh, urban legend. Oh, my God. So I can only imagine. And I'm so excited for like even 20 years from now, you know, kids like remember PlayStation 4. Did you ever hear about PT? Like I want there to be. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Because I mean, there's only a select number of profile. Like, you know, there could be like 
a million people who have the game. But obviously, as time goes on, more and more people will get rid of their PS4s or yeah. lose their account or whatever. <clears throat> and eventually, there's only going to be a handful of people. Like, Man, it's, I wish I had a copy of it somehow. Yeah, there's not really... Do you have it on yours? I have it. You yeah, do, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know I transferred my PlayStation over, and I can still play it on the new PlayStation. Cool. So I can keep it transferred. As long as, as long. one of us has it. Yeah, that's all that matters. But maybe someday we can figure out a way to like oh, get man. it get it on yours. I know, and it's so. I just thought that was super cool that uh, both Lisa's attached that to is, you, dude. and the idea that it's an <laughs> urban legend game. It's like right. it's like games you hear about growing up, like Sonic Adventure <gasps> Three. Never came out, never real, but. In this case, it is. This is yeah. Oh man, um, it, it is crazy. Like you said, for there to be a game that is, there's still stuff. Even though it was like canceled and there was not as much as as we wanted to be of this game, mm-hmm. there's still like things like this that yep. are being released and found out about it because yeah. people are just pulling it apart. It is. It's perfect. It's. It, I think it was a good length. It left such a big impression on the gaming community. Um, that it, is crazy. It just dude. blows my mind. It's so fantastic. Um, but anyways, that was it. That was just a cool discovery. And I'm like, okay, what else? Like what other things? Cause Kojima's never going to come out and be like, this is exactly what I did in this game. Like, yeah, people are still discovering things. So like, who knows next year, people are going to play it around Halloween and find like the full Silent Hill game is in it already. Or, oh like, man. <laughs> I know it's been here all along. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would, that would be the greatest gaming thing ever. Cause the game is wacky enough where there's definitely, there could be something else hidden in it. You know, because to get the true ending, you have to like whisper in the mic and pick up the pictures. Like, so who knows what's still hidden in the game? Crazy. You never know. So, yeah, I just thought that was really awesome. I'm like, I have this like image in my head now of someone unlocking, like, the game's been here the whole time. Yeah. Or it's like just an extra level or something. Like, right. Even anything. If you stare at the fetus in the sink for (laughs) half an hour, you go into a trance. I've had the game running for 10 days, (laughs) a door open. The ghost has been all of us the whole time. (laughs) Crazy. What's what's the ghost's name? Laura? Lisa. Lisa. Mm hmm. Ugh. Laura's uh, D. Laura. 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 I thought there I'm, was another Laura, too. I don't know. Laura. I'm happy we played D, though. Laura. Me, too. Yeah. That was a fun experience. It was dude. It was a good time. So good. Let's play. Let's play came out pretty good. Yeah. Go watch that, nerds. Yeah. Our uh, dead channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's there for hopefully it's someday. It's there. Let's. It's fine, Tim. Yeah, yeah, no, Relax. It's, we're good. We got the podcast. Let's keep that we got going. That. We keep that going. We keep it. Oh, I got to tell you about the comedy sketch I thought about today. Okay. Not right now, though. Oh, okay. Uh, we know what that Resident Evil game is now. Uh, you know anything about it? Yeah. yeah Project Resistance, uh, asymmetrical 4v1 game similar to Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, it's funny. Most... Uh, not reviews, previews I saw on it uh, when it got revealed. Yeah. I watched a video on IGN, and the guy was like, so what do you think about it? He's, and the guy responded, he was like, well, it's different. And <laughs> that's what I feel like is the unanimous thing. It's like... That's all it is. You know, and I said it two podcasts ago, I think. It's Resident Evil. Like, they have a really good game, and then a spinoff, and then a good game, and then spinoff. Yep. So we're just at spinoff season. That's all it is, spinoff yep. season. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. I'll probably try it. Yeah. Um, but I'm just hankering for better. So the one thing that might get me with this mm-hmm. is so what they keep doing, like Dead by Daylight, they had 
like Ash Williams as a playable character. Have you played Dead by Daylight? Uh, it was free twice, I think. All right, it's either on Game Pass or free with Games with Gold. I personally didn't like it very much. Yeah, I played uh, one or two rounds, mm-hmm. and I it's, mean, well, it, I just feel like the monster has a huge advantage. Like you have to all oh, be working. Totally, you have to be working together, or you you yeah. won't make it as humans. But yeah, and it felt a little. I don't know. It felt a little janky to me. Like yeah. it wasn't really. But people love it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I I bet if I played it more, I could get into it. I thought the monsters looked cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a big, you know, creature design guy. Uh, so. so you were going to say they have Ash and Dead by Daylight. Are you thinking? Well, I, you know, it would be kind of tight if the uh, the survivors at some point they released DLC for like the original Jill Valentine and Barry and Chris. That's and cool. And that's where they'll get you. Put together a stars team. I'm interested to see what monsters they bring. Yeah, you can me too. play as like Nemesis. Because the only time you've been able to play as Nemesis is Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so well, there is a there, so they're calling the one the Mastermind, mm-hmm. and then the four there's the four survivors, and they're introducing characters like through the Resident Evil Instagram and stuff like that. They're posting things like individual uh, character profiles on people you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, ones like they're saying you know one is a powerful melee fighter. Uh, one disrupts the Mastermind's activities because she's a skilled hacker. So mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be one of these where you you all need to really work together and yeah i mean we'll see it, it's interesting that that's a trend in horror games right now these like one one v4 asymmetricals so mm-hmm. uh i haven't really gotten deep into them but i was th- actually thinking about putting friday on the other day because i i have a few friends who play that regularly mm-hmm. i know jb's really big into dead by daylight um so i don't know maybe if i put some more time into them i would enjoy them more i haven't really put put a lot into them to know you know how much i i dig them or not yeah um, but yeah, that's what's next in Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh, actually, that reminds me. Can we go into uh, literature? Oh yeah. Have you read anything good lately? So um, I have actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I have a multi-layered bug right now. Uh-huh. There's a horror thing, and then there's a, play as many video games as possible, and then it's now it's some reading books. It it did it for me when we watched it. <laughs> it it did it. It, it did it. Um, <laughs> Do you, so it's an overarching horror, and it's infecting all of your media. I think so. Yeah, okay. I think that's what's happening. Because I feel like you've been reading, watching, playing. A lot of scary stuff. Just scary stuff. Yeah. Just or I was trying to think of other things you could Primarily, do. Were you I... eating scary things at all? Yeah. Well, aid I... <laughs> I've been drinking Goulade. Oh, I'm so mad at you right now. But it's funny because we're only in September and like October is coming up and I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be playing a lot of scary Dude, things. Dude, by October, um, I'm going to be like. Bioshocktober, is that what you said? Wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> Bioshocktober. I'm, you know. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's been, been largely horror based mm-hmm. with a little bit of the office and playing, uh, Deadfall for an hour. Yes. Quatermain. Sprinkled in Quatermain. Um, but yeah, I, uh, when we saw it chapter two, I just got mm-hmm. to thinking about how many of Stephen King's adaptations have been created into movies and mm-hmm. how amazing, like what a, a legacy that is. You know what I mean? Like not only his books, but a lot of people know his work primarily from movies because there are so many of them. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of a crazy I thing. Know. I know. I wonder like what initially sprung, like, I don't know the first Stephen King movie, but I don't know either actually, but they've been handled by so many different directors, so many different types. Like you have the shining, which is like the best yeah. people consider it like one of the best movies of all time, all the way to like, you know, 
Christine or or Carrie, like these kind of more goofier, like not as um, what's the word? Not as well made, maybe like more um, cheesy in a way. Yeah, um, type of movies, you know. And it's it's just interesting to see, like he has so many of these well written stories and like the different kind of movies we get from him. Well, some of them were, you know, they were like. TV ad- adaptations instead of films and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But he has so many movies out there that like a lot of people have probably seen movies that are Stephen King adaptations and don't realize they're Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, I mean, you could do The Green Mile. You could do uh, uh, Misery. Um, Wasn't Shawshank Redemption? I think it was. Uh, Hold up. I have a list of films right here. So yeah, yeah. Carrie, The Shining, Creepshow, mm-hmm. Cujo, uh, Christine, Children of the Corn, Firestarter, Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet, Maximum Overdrive, Stand By Me. Um, Shawshank Redemption and Stephen King. Really? Yeah. Uh, the Running Man, Creep Show 2, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Misery, The Lawnmower Man, uh, Thinner. Wow, that's insane. The Green Mile. And I'm skipping some too. Dreamcatcher, yeah. Secret Window, 1408, The Mist. He did The Mist? Yeah. See what I mean? Like, there's all this stuff. Cell, mm-hmm. uh, The Dark Tower, yep. It, Gerald's Game. These are ones that came out recently. Then there's yep. the remake of Pet Cemetery, It Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of upcoming ones. And there were so many. There was a whole TV series that I watched that was just all of his short stories, like, wrapped into one. Yeah. Uh, um, or a bunch of short stories. But Yeah, and they have a whole list of... Uh, one on Hulu. Anyways, how... How old is this guy, first off? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Because the movies were coming out, like, in the 70s, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing that's that's so nuts about it, too, is, like, he... Like, The Shining, the movie, has, mm-hmm. like, this whole life of its own. Because the original book is Dr. Sleep, right? I think I think that's what the book is called. Is it? I don't think there's a book called The Shining. Okay. Um, Stephen King is 71. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, man, to write that many like critically acclaimed books and movies, obviously, to be accredited in that is I know. Oh, that blows my mind. That's crazy. Oh no, there is a book. I think Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is the, the sequel. sequel, right? Because yeah. that movie is coming out. That one's on its way out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on its way out, meaning it'll be here soon. Yeah, it's coming. Not, it's leaving <laughs> um, forever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's just crazy because movies like The Shining, mm-hmm. like that, that has its own life because Stanley Kubrick made this unbelievable movie. Mm-hmm. So that movie itself has its own lore, like outside of the fact that it's based on something, like right. it's almost become its own source material, even though it's not the source material. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So in a lot of those movies, same thing with Carrie. That's like a classic. Yeah. And it's taken on its own life. So it's just crazy. It got me thinking about that when I was reading it. Chapter two. Reading, then, watching. What did I say? Reading. When we were watching that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's confusing, too, because it's called chapter two. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, very, <laughs> this is a very confusing And section. we are in literature. We are right in literature. Now. I'm getting to that. So um, when we saw that movie, I just got to thinking about all that stuff and, and what an interesting art form writing is and storytelling in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, you know, the oldest form of storytelling. Um other than just like spoken word, maybe written word was first. Uh, written communication versus just grunty noises. I don't know how did it, how did it all I where did like it all begin? I looked into what this is before. the earliest way form of storytelling? 
I would say it's written because I know I can't right now, Tim. Not right now. I just want to say that I believe I want to say it's written because I know there are written languages that can't be spoken. Okay, that and, would... the, and vice versa. Really? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I a language interests me, but I don't know enough to say one way or the other. I would, I mean, it would make sense verbal because obviously it'd be much easier for us to make noises than it would to be to write. But I would say people might not. But storytelling, I'm not strictly talking communication storytelling because there's like lore. Like there were generations of like, say, you know, uh, families who like like pass down stories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know, this story was passed down through generations and generations. Do you think drawings were there before? Yeah, well, that's would, like hieroglyphs and stuff. But it would make more sense to say it because we innately can can make noise, can speak. Right. So wouldn't it make sense that that's what we figure out first because we're born with it? But we also have Dude. hands. Ooh, I want to look into this. This is interesting. All right, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. So I was just <laughs> thinking about the art of storytelling and yes. how crazy that is and how it went from page to the big screen, things mm-hmm. like that. And then I just got in my head about reading and I was like, man, I got to get back into like reading mode because I was like blasting through books mm-hmm. around this time last year. And so um, so I went back to what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Uh what was I reading? Ninja Turtles? Yep. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was still in the first volume of the original Turtles. I mm-hmm. was in the third book of Resident Evil. And then what I picked up and just finished today, actually, mm-hmm. was um, the Resident Evil manga that you got me, <laughs> volume one, uh, called the Marharwa... The, oh, it's so hard to say. The Marha... The Marhawa? Ugh, dude, all right. The Marhawa? It's M-A-R-H-A-W-A. The Mahawa. Marhawa. Mahawa. Mar-hawa. Resident Evil, uh-huh. Volume 1, The Marhawa <laughs> Desire. Desire. I really want to put an R before the W. Bless you. The Marhawa. The Marhawa Desire. The Marhawa. Don't you want to put an R in there? I need to the hear Mar-hawa. it. I want to hear it once. The, the Marhawa. The well, there, there's an R in there, right? Father Christmas. Marhawa. Not the second. Harwa. Marhawa. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, they're back. Ah, two full All segments. Right. Let me get through this. So, yes. Uh, volume one, it is uh, um, story and art by, um, okay, here's another one. Ready? <laughs> Naoki Serizawa. That sounds good. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, it serves as a prequel to Resident Evil 6. Oh, okay. <coughs> Bless you. So it's about an outbreak at a private academy, mm-hmm. and um, this uh, one character, Douglas Wright, who... Um, Douglas. He's a professor. He is called in by an ex-girlfriend of his who is now a nun and leader of this academy mm-hmm. um, to help with an outbreak. And uh, he is calling in the BSAA, mm-hmm. Um he puts out a call, and uh, the recognizable name on the BSAA team is Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. And this is the team that I believe he works with in Resident Evil 5. Okay. Right? Um, uh, five or six? Definitely six. I think it's introduced in five. BSA, not like just the group. Not the group. Yeah, BSA. The whole thing. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. in Resident Evil 6, there's a specific scene where Chris is like dealing with a mission, and his whole team gets killed. So I thought that's what you were referring I to. I think I honestly think it might be that team. Okay. 
Because that would be cool. Because that, and it made them all messed up in Resident Evil 6. But that being said, in Resident Evil 5, he was part of BSAA. Yeah. He was, that was his organization he worked for. No team, though. It's just him by himself with Sheva. In 5, right? In 5, yeah. Yeah, so in this one, he does have a team. Is there Pierce Nivens? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, So that must be the same team. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is just volume one. So it's one of those things where the, the whole thing is Doug and his nephew go to this academy. There are all these things going on. And there's a couple interesting uh, webs being woven of, um, you know, what are the headmaster, this this woman who called him in, what are her real intentions? It, she's she's drastically, um, uh, aggressively trying to cover everything up to make mm-hmm. sure no one knows anything about what's going on. And uh, there's there's no contact to the outside world from this academy. So the students like don't really know much about the outside world, who to get in contact with. They're really intrigued by Doug and his nephew, who he brought to the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they, they won't let them out. And the plot is just sort of thickening. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Chris is trying to get in touch with Doug because he's like a contact of his. And they th- the whole time they're just trying to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the book ends with their uh, they're about to sort of cross paths. And that's the end of volume one. And that's and, it. Yeah. Uh, so that obviously, you know, I just gave a little bit of the story there, but it's not um, the whole thing is trying to kind of get get to know like that there's a different situation there's like a contained outbreak in this academy Mm -hmm. and they don't know what the source is um there are a couple uh sort of figures that they imply are involved in things but you don't know you know who those people are so there's definitely some mystery built in it and it was enjoyable and it's kind of cool to see in between and see the the virus have an impact somewhere other than the common places we've seen it. Mm-hmm. So it's not a retelling of any of the games. It's not a retelling of anything we've seen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, uh, but it is a continuation because they reference Raccoon City mm-hmm. and um, they talk about some of the things that have happened in the past, like with the mansion and things like that. Yeah. Um, so overall, pretty enjoyable. If you're a Resident Evil fan, it's cool. For sure. Um, the art's really cool. Yeah, I was going to ask, how's the art look like? It, is yeah. It- it's really cool. The uh, first, there's a prologue that I think is four pages, and it's uh, full color, like glossed nice. pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it's black and white. And the art's really clean, really cool. I really like the designs of the uh, the the monsters. Like when they turn, it's it's pretty cool. And there are a couple quick splash scenes of like the BSAA fighting things mm-hmm. and it's all monsters you've seen before. It's liquors. You look in the background, there's hunters and those nice. little monkey things jumping around and stuff like that. Freaking so, monkey things. Um, you get to see Chris punch a zombie dog in the face. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Very enjoyable. Good. Are you going to get the rest of the volumes? You think? Um, I don't know. I, I am. So in my, uh, in my little, spike of reading interest i mm-hmm. went and bought a few books the other day so i really want to blast through what i have left at home like mm-hmm. catch up it's actually a backlog i might be able to catch up on wow as uh, a handful of books and mm-hmm. so i'm trying to finish resident evil i did finish volume one of turtles which was um really really good mm-hmm. um i'll probably i'd like to talk more about that but i'm going to want to get through maybe the second volume first before i bring up more on that mm-hmm. uh it's really cool going through the original stories and reading the liner notes of where eastman and laird were were at like mentally when they were putting together these books. Yeah. That's gotta be super fascinating to see like what their inspirations were and like you see a reference and you're like, oh, I don't really get that. And then reading it on the yes. side and they're like, oh, well, that makes more sense. It's now. super cool. And they mm-hmm. go page by page and talking about their process, how things were changing at yep. the time. And I was uh I've been reading uh Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah, yeah. Um 
and uh, same thing, you know, you finish, you finish a chapter and there's like a two pages on just like what the writer was thinking. It was the same exact thing. So I love when collected editions do that. Cause yeah. it feels like a, the best copy of it you can get. You yeah, know? it really is. It's, <laughs> it's been super cool reading that. And he even references in some of the liner notes, um, Kevin Eastman, like other collected editions they put out where they left out certain aspects of stories mm-hmm. because they left out like say the fugitoid storyline and sorry to anyone who's like not privy to that, but this <laughs> particular storyline that now it was included in the animated series. Like you've seen them in a bunch of different iterations of it. That's weird that they wouldn't put it in there. Well, they said there were collected editions where they didn't put it in there because they couldn't really connect the stories. They couldn't find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. But in this they do. And you know, he writes up like, this is how we decided to pull everything together. So there are new things added. They're not new, but they are stories that they decided to include in this that they didn't in other collected editions. Okay. So it just, it doesn't, um, they didn't really leave gaps, but they decided to make the stories kind of separate universes almost. Mm -hmm. So, cause the uh, Fugitoid was originally written as a completely different book, like not related. Um, if I understand the liner notes correctly, it said that it was written for a different universe completely. Mm -hmm. And then they tied them all in with the turtles and stuff like that. So, um, that's been really good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if, um, yeah, if I can, uh, get my hands on the other volumes, I'll probably continue this, this, um, this series, the Resident Evil manga. It's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. What about you? Have you been reading a thing or not reading a thing? Not really. For um, school, I have to read, um, for my Asian studies class, I have to read a book called Naomi. Okay. um, Which is pretty good. It's a little weird. Um, It's about a guy who falls in love with this girl, and she is, like, 14. Okay. um, And he is slowly grooming her to be um, his perfect wife. Whoa. I don't know why I'm reading it, honestly, for the class. Like yeah, what? The teacher record, like, you have to read it for the class and write a book report on it. So I guess the idea is you're supposed to see the cultural differences between the U.S. and, and uh, Japan. That's kind of wild. Um, yeah, the book was written in the 20s, um, and it's not a true story or anything. But, um, yeah, like, he, like, finds her when she's 14, and he goes to her family, and it's, like, wicked, like, um, what's the word? Like, uh, they're very poor. Um, and so he's like, okay, I'll take her and like give her an education and everything. And now, uh, she's like 21 or something and they're like falling in love and stuff. And it's, I mean, it's interesting, but it's just, it's kind of weird. It's way like the fact that he's like trying to make her into his perfect wife. I don't know. It's a a weird book. I'm going to finish it and see where it goes. Cause I don't know what the point of reading it is yet. So, um, but other than that, not, not really much else now. Okay. Well, I am curious to see the uh, final review of that book. That yeah, sounds it's very interesting. Yeah, it's like a romance comedy, and it was it was it would be it's something comedic. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like the way their dialogue that goes with each other, and this was translated. It wasn't written in English. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's funny that it translates well enough. But yeah, the way she like talks to him and uh, what yeah, he's thinking. That's weird. It is weird. But when she gets older, it's a little it's a little better because I'm like, okay, now she's older. But it's. It's still that concept of like, oh, hey, here's my daughter figure. Now I'm in love with her when she's yeah, 18. Like, or, oh, that's weird. Yeah. So grow your own girlfriend. That's exactly. <laughs> that's what that it is. That's weird, dude. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes because I got to write a four page paper on it when I'm done. So, well, that's like I uh, I got this book called Girls when I was I was probably like. that's definitely Uh, gotta be that is something else that'll be there uh uh, whatever i'm done i i I can't i can't can't follow that act oh shoot i know you all want to hear about this book but 
Next time. Next time <laughs> on the girls cast. The girls cast. Uh, listen, this has been episode 93. Wow. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yo, we made it. <laughs> yeah. 93. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, oh. If you guys would like to do us a favor, subscribe. Let us know anything you want us to watch or read or listen to or play. Mm-hmm. Um I know we've been on sort of this like horror kick for a while, some anime lately. Mm-hmm. I feel like those have been the main keys. A couple yeah. of new movies sprinkled here and there. Yeah, but if you guys want us to do different things, we're I'm always open to try new stuff, you know. Always open. If you have always open. Any uh like I don't know, concepts you want to throw at us, just discussion topics. Yeah. That would be cool. If we ever had like a list of uh like um I don't know, like uh Community input or like yeah. uh, listener. we need like a, a digital PO box. That'd be cool. So they could yeah, almost like a, like an electronic mailbox. Yeah, maybe where one could receive email. Why would it be called email? Did you say digital? What did you say? <laughs> a digital PO box. When you said that, did your brain not make the connections, or were you being facetious? No, I know email exists, but I literally thought of a box oh where people could type God, in, dude. type in things, and it'd be like, ding, put in. Like it was an original thought. Who's gonna write emails to us? I guys, I can't. I don't know. But uh, you know, the more I think about it, how can they write stuff to us? I mean, a lot of people know us in real life. I would say. Yeah, we don't use our. Email anything. Yeah, we don't use any of our stuff. We're so bad. It's bad. Hey, we had the time when we started, and now we're old. We're old and gray. But we can do podcasts at least. Killing it with the podcast. I think we're doing good. Yo, you gotta you gotta wrap this up so I can tell you my (laughs) comedy idea. This this is gold. (laughs) I'm telling you, comedy gold. Gonna put us on the map. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Do we have that? You know what? It's because our email stuff got messed up on YouTube. That oh. Because I don't even, we don't even use that email. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hit us up on our personal Instagrams if you want. We got the keep up one, but we're, we haven't been doing anything with that. <laughs> we're really, the only thing that's been consistent is the podcast. Podcast. It's oh. not even a way to get in touch with us. For the podcast. <laughs> it isn't. Yo, soon though. Hmm? Oh, soon. Do it through. Oh, soon. Oh, soon. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Soon. Uh-huh. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out this guy, Collection Revolution, on Instagram. You can find me. It's just this drink. I like it. This drink. I like it. Yeah. Which is a reference to? Uh, Thor. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. And with that, I shall start the end. Farewell. You know, I think about many things. Hammers, pickles, pheasants. And these things, when they're in my head, I always wonder, are they really there? If we touch what is real is real enough. And drinking. Liquids, I say. Liquids are good, but I'm unsure if drinking these liquids could help liquefy my liquidation. So I ask you this. Drink what you don't drink, but ask me if you're drinking what you're not. Thank you. Thank you.